Hey everybody, Sean from Silicon Theory here, and if you hadn't already heard, uh, it's probably going to be a little bit of a light show this week. Uh, everyone in the family, including me, as you can probably tell from my voice, is recovering from being sick and then getting better and then getting sick again even more seriously. So a little bit lighter show than usual, but we've been gone for a while, so I wanted to definitely go over some of the most important happenings from the week ending April 7th, 2018, and this is ST Weekly. Google, Google, Google report. Report. So in big news from Google this week, uh, the AOSP, the Android Open Source Project, received a commit change that mentioned directly by name the Pixel 3. Now it's been barely six months since the Pixel 2 and Pixel 2 XL were launched, but as you can imagine, Android enthusiasts everywhere, including myself, are already salivating over the thought of what might come in the new Pixel 3 device. In thinking about uh, what I'd want on my wish list as a Pixel 2 XL owner, to be honest, there's not a ton. The camera performance is great, battery life is stellar, and performance in terms of just overall efficiency and fluidity and smoothness are all incredibly good, and the Pixel itself was uh, awesome as well. So not a ton really maybe to improve upon, but certainly some things we could point out would be improving the screen quality uh, or at least the screen calibration and tuning. Uh, I don't think I have to mention, but I will anyways, that the LG display panel was not the most well-received, let's call it that and be nice. Um, so there's certainly some improvement that could be done there. Some refining of the form factor, maybe shrinking the top and bottom bezels even more uh, to make it look a little bit more like the Samsung series design language would be awesome. Uh, a better screen to body ratio would uh, be a necessary byproduct of that, so that would be really cool. Um, I don't know how they would improve the camera. Maybe finally they get around to adding a dual camera. That would be really interesting to see what Google could do with two lenses, bits of data instead of just one, uh, because what they were able to produce with one is pretty awesome. So um, nothing more solid than just the commit uh, mentioning the Pixel 3 and nothing more than rumors, whispers, and people's wish lists right now. But definitely make sure to stay tuned and we will eagerly be following up on this story. Apple Report. So the biggest news in Apple this week was they made an announcement that the Mac Pro machine, um, not to be confused with the iMac Pro machine, just the modular Mac Pro in its current um, trash can form, we will be redesigned, but that redesign will not see the light of day until next year, 2019. Now, considering it's just April and they're already pushing this off a year, uh, that leads us to believe that as much this product is very much in the early design stages, but this caused me to ask the question like why the heck would they give this information out now and uh, a lot of it probably has to do with the fact that people are wondering well should i buy a maxed out imac pro for you know some twelve thousand uh, dollars a ridiculous price tag by the way but the machine is truly awesome um but if you know if there are professionals true pros out there in the industry are wondering you know, should I wait? Um, or maybe they just don't like the all-in-one form factor of the iMac Pro. Uh, maybe they have something against Space Gray, uh, who knows. Um, but maybe they just don't want it and they're looking for something that they can keep longer term and use the uh, modularity of the Mac Pro to do different things in the future going forward and make it much more uh, attractive value proposition for them. Uh, this information coming out early would help them make their buying decision, especially if they're running on an older machine an existing Mac Pro uh, or a 5K iMac or something like that, then this might help them make their buying decision and they'll go, well, you know what, screw it, I'll just buy an iMac Pro right now and then I'll worry about 2019 when 2019 comes. The iMac Pro can be 
uh, custom configured in a number of different ways, which could make it very attractive to creative professionals. Um, what might not make it attractive to creative professionals is that the baseline model uh, clocks in at a whopping $49.99. Now, you do get a Xeon 8-core processor and 32 gigs of RAM, uh, along with a terabyte of storage for that price, and you're getting a, a 5K display for an iMac. Um, out of that as well, plus the improved cooling and thermal efficiencies and all the other goodies that come with the iMac Pro. There are a ton of reviews out there on the internet from MKBHD and Jonathan over at TLD Today to a ton of others. So if you're interested in some more information, I'll link a couple of those down in the description. But uh, the iMac Pro can be configured to be a truly big workhorse machine. Um, but the one thing it isn't is modular. So once you buy it, you're pretty much stuck with that, that configuration going forward. So there's some people who won't want that. Um, pros, uh, enthusiasts of the Mac line, they may want to have uh, the ability to customize things like RAM or storage um, or even do things like uh, adding a different GPU as time goes on, as those things become more powerful. Uh, hobbyists and other enthusiasts may want those things as well. People may just want to be able to have their own monitors. They may want a different uh, style or size monitor than what comes with the iMac Pro, since it is an all-in-one configuration. So there are a couple of different reasons why people would want uh, to wait for the redesigned Mac Pro, but apparently they're going to be waiting a while for it. Everyone else report. So a couple of other items of note from everybody else. The first is a, a report from Xiaomi saying that they're going to be launching uh, at some point in the indefinite future. We don't have any details other than the name yet, but they're going to be launching a gaming uh, targeted mobile phone. And uh, this is something similar to what Razer did with their Razer phone uh, earlier in the year by having a special screen and some front-facing uh, Dolby Atmos certified speakers and things that might appeal to people who like to play games specifically but on the go in a mobile form factor. Uh, Xiaomi announced that their platform is going to have the incredibly cool sounding name of Black Shark and the logo actually looks like a shark chasing a dragon uh, in kind of like a circle configuration which uh, again aside from the fact that the name is incredibly cool we don't know a ton more about it so uh, I'm going to leave that there and hope that Xiaomi gives us some more details in the not too distant future. But the real headline grabber this week was Huawei in a couple of different ways and for a couple of different reasons. So first up, the P20 Pro reviews were starting to come out. Uh, this phone looks and sounds awesome. Uh, the Verge and um, Vlad Savoff from The Verge had a very uh, interesting review where um, Vlad basically calls it the best phone of 2018, which is... Uh, no small saying considering that he's particularly critical of things like smartphone cameras and their performance. So uh, it's a really good review. Uh, I'll link that in the description as well. But the P20 Pro has a lot going for it. It's got a really big battery. It's got a very striking design in a number of different iridescent colors. It has three, yes, I said three smartphone cameras on the back. And that's um, a crazy amount of megapixels. I believe the primary shooter is a 40 megapixel main camera. So. That'll tell you that what kind of focus and attention Huawei's putting into their cameras these days. But it's more important that the results uh, perform. And from early reports, the P20 Pro can compete on a very high level, even with the Pixel 2's camera, which is truly saying something. So uh, even low light shots, uh, the AI and machine learning that Huawei is using to clean up those images, I saw several side-by-side -side comparisons where the P20 Pro's pictures beat out the Pixel 2's camera in low light, which is something that the Pixel 2 is currently the reigning champion of. So good on you, Huawei. And not to be outdone, 
they also have the mate book out in hands of some of the reviewers. I saw the review from uh, Michael Fisher, the Mr. Mobile, last night. And uh, again, I'll link that down in the description if you want to check it out. But it's basically a MacBook grade hard piece of hardware running Windows 10, which um, by all accounts, or at least in Mr. Fisher's review, seems like a really good thing. Um, the nitpicks were kind of unusual. Um, the design of the selfie camera actually pops up from a key in the key top key row where normally the function keys would be, which is kind of interesting and also kind of awkward for up-the-nose shots, but he didn't have a ton bad to say about it, and honestly, it's very cool looking, it's very striking, and yeah, there have been some concerns, and we mentioned them on this show before too, about uh, Huawei and the security concerns that the US government has with people buying and using their products, but if we're evaluating it strictly from a piece of technology standpoint, the screen is ginormous in a really, really tiny footprint, very small bezels, very high screen to body ratio. The key performance seems great. The trackpad performance seems great. Uh, and I kind of chuckled because in one of his shots in the video, he mentions the size and portability and he pulls the Matebook out of the Peak Design Everyday Carry backpack that he just bought, which is actually in the same colorway as mine. Uh, not the same size, he got the larger 30 liter version, but I got a good chuckle out of that as well because uh, uh, I would be so doing something similar by pulling my MacBook Pro out of my exact same backpack. So I could very much relate to how the size and function of this new uh, Matebook looks and feels a lot like a MacBook, but is much more for Windows users. So uh, a lot of interesting information coming out of Huawei's camp this week. And uh, we're definitely gonna stay on top of some more of these reviews because honestly, I don't know what the US government's thinking about, but what I'm thinking about is Huawei's making some really cool stuff these days. That's it for this episode. Thanks for bearing with me and my voice. And as always, you can find all of our content at silicontheory.com. Follow us on social. I've got some of this other information that came out earlier in the week on our Instagram feed, so make sure you're following us over there. We are at Silicon Theory on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can follow our video content. It's been kind of light lately. Sorry about that, but I've got at least five videos planned for the not-too-distant future. So now that I'm back on the mend, we're going to be getting more of our content back up there. So make sure you subscribe over at youtube.com forward slash c forward slash silicon theory. And as always, we will talk tech soon.